welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean, aka At the Peak, and I'm joined once again by Chaff. Chaff, how are you, mate? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, arthritis is um, playing up, so I'm in a bit of pain. But yeah, not apart from that, not too bad. Thank you. Well, that's a good sign, though, isn't it, mate? Because it means you've been in the park having a bit of a kick about, doesn't it? So it does. But I'm 35. I shouldn't have arthritis. <laughs> Years <laughs> of uh, being overweight and trying to chase a six-year-old. <laughs> Well, at least we're getting somewhere back to uh, to normality. I suppose that's the uh, that's a good thing. We've also got Ryan with us once again. Ryan, how are you, bud? Yeah, I'm all good. No physical issues, so I'm uh, can't complain. <laughs> um, we've got plenty to talk about this week, haven't we, guys? Because uh, the release list has finally been announced, and well, there's been a fair bit of fallout from it. I think it's fair to say. Um, we'll come on to the the main story. Uh, a little bit later on with Ian Henderson, but I just wanted to talk through um, the fact that, that some of the other players were leaving. Basically, the club have taken the decision to let go every single uh, first-team player that was um, out of contract at the end of the 2019-20 season. Uh, so that means that there's, there's a few long-serving players that have left us now. Um, obviously, with, with the situation the way that it is, there's every chance that a, a couple could come back before the end of the season, but... I think that's personally quite unlikely, but we'll go through each one. And I'll come to you first, Chaff, uh, um, to talk about Josh Lillis. Now, obviously, it, it seemed pretty evident, didn't it, early on in the season that, that Brian Barry Murphy didn't include Lillis in his plans. Um, it's no shock to see him go, is it? But at the same time, he's been a, a decent servant for us over the years. Yeah, he's been a really good servant and he's uh, chopped up a lot of games. I think he's a, he's a record appearance maker for a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, it's um, it was very uh, very evident early on that BBM didn't rate him. He practically said as much. Said that he wasn't going to be in his first team plans. Moved very quickly to bring in Robert Sanchez and then later Jay Lynch. I think he was on the bench three times in total in the list this season. Um, just wasn't in BBM's plans. I think we tried to offload him in a couple of windows. Um, eventually we managed to get him on loan at Fylde, but yeah, he was uh, he was always going to get released this summer, I think. But yeah, he's uh, he's he's been a good servant, so grateful for his uh, for his contribution. Yeah, Ryan, do you think maybe um, it's not a case of Lily's not quite being good enough for League One level, but it's just a case that he wasn't the right fit for Brian Barry Murphy's style of play? Um. I think it could be a bit of both. Um, I think he'd be a good League Two keeper. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Whether he's quite good enough for League One, I'm not sure. Particularly now when you see some of the quality in there. But yeah, just reiterate what Chaff said. What a servant he's been for the football club. Um, never caused any real issues at all, it seems. Um, and yeah, it, it is sad to see him go. But yeah, I think the writing was on the wall in, in August, to be honest, wasn't it? When we we saw us bringing two goalkeepers. Yeah, I mean, he's had some great moments, to be to be fair, Lillis, over the years. I think the 17-18 season especially, he was especially good. I think he even won one of the Player of the Season awards that year. Um, but, like you both said, perhaps we've seen this season with Sanchez coming in on loan, uh, what we've maybe been missing, because Sanchez is certainly at a better level. Um, we'll come on to Sanchez later, because obviously he'll have left the club now at the expiration of his loan spell, but just focusing on the players that have been released. Um, another one that 
split opinion when we were speaking about this a few weeks ago was Ryan McLaughlin now. Um, Chaff, is it just a case again that the injuries have let McLaughlin down and it's not really a case of a lack of quality but a lack of fitness? No, if you could get 30 games out of him, you'd absolutely offer him a deal. Um, I don't think his ability is in question. I think on the, the few occasions we have seen him, I think he's played really well. Um, it's just you can't rely on him to, to get more than well, five games a season in at the minute. So you can't go out giving contracts to players who are not are just not going to play through various injuries. Ryan, would you agree with that? I mean... I'll be honest, I was quite surprised with his performances because I wasn't expecting much based on what the Blackpool and Oldham fans were saying about him. But for me, if it weren't for the injuries, I agree with Chaffee, he would have been a, a really good addition for us. Yeah, I agree. I think um, versatile as well, down my right side, can play right back or right midfield. Um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did end up coming back to a football club. But... You can't go out, you know, if you're releasing everybody, you can't possibly offer him a deal when he's, he's played a handful of games over the last two years. Um, but, yeah, there is a player in there, so if he, if he can get fit, it'll be a good addition for, for anybody in, the, in League One or League Two, I would think. Yeah, a real shame for him that it hasn't quite worked out because we have seen flashes of that ability. Um, I do hope he gets sorted somewhere and hopefully he can get a good run of games and get fit enough and make a make a career for himself still. Um Next up, uh, one player who we've uh, we've been laughing at because he's since been linked to Championship side Brentford, which seems quite ridiculous, doesn't it, chap? But MJ Williams, um, do you think he would have been offered a deal if if it weren't for the current situation? Oh, I think he probably would have been. I wouldn't have given him a deal, but I think Brian probably would have, given that he's played him so much this season. Um, he seems to have been quite favoured by Barry Murphy, Annie. Um, in that midfield role I do think Brian would have probably given him a deal um, if he could have done but I'm not sad to see him go I didn't really rate him and if he ends up potentially playing in the Premier League next season with Brentford I think I'm giving up on football (laughs) Yeah Ryan I think you're slightly um, more appreciative shall we say of MJ Williams aren't you but he's not Brentford level player is he? No certainly not Um, is another one I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing back, if I'm honest. Um, but uh, he's just a, a good footballer. He splits opinion. He can be soft in challenges. There's no doubt about that. But he keeps the football and he keeps it well for me. Um, and I think there is a player in there who's just getting that that fire in his belly, I guess. And um, also a bit of height, which our midfield lacks. Um so, yeah, I quite like him, and I think some of the criticism is, is harsh at points, but I can also see why people can be criti- uh, critical of him. One thing I'd say as well is we've got Jimmy Ryan and we've got Aaron Marley, who are both more than capable, and well, twice the player that MJ is playing the exact same role uh, as what MJ is, so I'm not sure we'll miss him. Yeah, I'd also add to that that I think Matt Lund could easily play that role as well if he was short on numbers, so... I don't think that that's a, an area of the pitch where we need to worry too much. Um, I think I agree with what you were saying there, Chaff, about him being sort of well favoured by Barry Murphy. I think he perhaps is a player that that tactically carries out instructions very well, um, and I think that's why he's been favoured by Barry Murphy. And of course, he's been able to slot in at centre back during the injury issues we've had. 
Um, but I agree with you. I think at times way too slow to make a decision when he's on the ball and, and that really stands out um, at League One level now with the, the way that teams press uh, when they're out of possession. Um, I think technically he's a good player, but I just think physically he's a little bit too slow and, and cumbersome at times and um, it really doesn't do much beyond the basics. So I'd be very, very surprised um, if he ends up playing for a championship club, but I do think he'll have a good lower league career, just maybe not with us. Um but again, like like Ryan said, I wouldn't be too surprised if he did end up coming back. I think if any of them, any of the players that have been released in in this release list is, is a comeback, I think MJ will be the first one. To be honest. Um, next up, Chaff Calvin Andrew. Uh, this one's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, without wanting to be too harsh on Calvin, I don't think he's been good enough for quite some time. I was absolutely gutted when he signed his last contract. Um, he marked that signing and I was very vocal about it and I just didn't want him to sign that contract. I couldn't believe we'd offered him a deal. And it, I think he ended up scoring the, the game after he'd signed it. Um, so I got quite a bit of stick for that. But he's, he's, he just doesn't score goals. He doesn't offer enough. Um, on the pitch, he's, he's, he's very good off the pitch. But... You can't pay somebody two grand a week to go into schools, so it's yeah, it's it's times come and gone. Yeah, right. I'm just going to put ten p in you now and let you uh, let you go on a bit of a rant about Calvin Andrew. Yeah, I was going to say I don't want to say too much because we wouldn't be able to air this, but um, far too long, four years too long for me is. It's one of them. I think the goal scoring. Well, he obviously doesn't score goals, and you can you can let him off for that if he just does something else. If he holds a ball up well, or his first touch is really good, or chests it down, or heads in the right direction, you can forgive him. But he doesn't do any of that. Um, I just do not know what he offers on the football pitch whatsoever. I don't think he's particularly good at anything other than. Heading the ball out from crosses and corners, which I don't want my number nine centre forward doing that, if I'm honest. Um, you can say he's good off the pitch, but get the youth players doing that. Um, I've been two years now, every time he comes on or warming up and you ever stand, he's singing his name. I, I want to leave. It <laughs> angers me. But yeah, I've got to have to see him again, hopefully. If he signs again, I'm not coming. <laughs> And on that note, I'd like to thank him for his service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think Calvin, was, Calvin was always a player that um, the fans, for the most part, took to in the first few years because um, I disagree with Ryan. I think at the start of his Dale career, I think he, he did offer something. I think he held up the ball quite well and, and linked up well with some of our better more quality attacking players but over the last few years that's completely subsided and, and I was going to mention that myself about him coming off the bench it's just it, it never felt like it was going to work when he was coming off the bench and um, we, we've always lacked attacking options in the last few years to change things and, and Calvin being one of the main options was never um, never our strongest point so I don't think he'll be missed too much on the pitch but certainly off it and um, again I think everyone really wishes him the best apart from maybe Ryan um, Chaff, a, a player we didn't um, see quite as much of as Calvin, uh, Matt Gillum. Uh, 
Uh, that can't really be much of a surprise to see him leave at the end of this season. Absolutely not. Um, he's just not progressed enough, has he? Um, there looked to be a player there, or at least potential. It's never been realised. Um, to this day, we don't know what his best position is. We presume it's as a striker. But he's played at full-back. He's played at, on the on the right-hand side, on the left-hand side. And he's never really proven his worth of being in and around the first team. He's gone out on loan to Ireland. He's not really done anything over there. And, yeah, he's just not progressed enough, unfortunately. So it comes as absolutely no surprise that he's been released. And you'd probably think that probably National League would be his level. And he'd probably end up there somewhere. Yeah, Ryan, he never really looked like he was going to be good enough to sort of nail down a first-team place, did he, Gillum? And, and as Chaff said there, the loan spells that he's had have not exactly inspired faith that he was going to come back and uh, make a name for himself. No, not at all. I think it's a shame, that one, because I had high hopes when he, when he came through. He seemed to score every other week for the youth team, and he, he seemed like a prospect. But, you know, he's had a couple of appearances where he's got a couple of goals, but not done it anywhere nearly consistent enough um, and I just don't think he's got the physical attributes he doesn't he's not a big powerful lad and he he doesn't seem like he's got that burst of speed either so I think yeah it, it's a shame but he's, he's just not been good enough yet um, hopefully he finds a home in, in non-league and perhaps works his way back in um, to a football league somewhere but yeah he's just not pushed on like Chaff said and, and yeah not really a bad word to say about him other than I hope, he, I hope he kicks on somewhere. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think maybe that technical ability in front of goal can take you quite far in your football, but then uh, when the more physical aspect comes in at, at, full team, at first team football, first team level, um, it can prove to be a, a massive step up for players like uh, Gillam. And it's a shame for him that it never quite worked out, but I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that he's left. Um, as, as I say, I think everyone was going to leave anyway, weren't they? But um, I think Gillam would have been leaving, regardless of the current situation, because he never quite looked like becoming a first-team player for us. Um, another forward that that's uh, left in this release list, um, Chaff, I made my feelings quite strongly known on uh, Aaron Wilbraham when he signed two years ago, but uh, you were you were definitely defending him at the time. Would you have given him another deal if if there were different circumstances at the moment? Uh, if there were different circumstances, I think he was possibly worth another year. Um, I think he's done quite well this season. Um, when he's been called upon, he changed he's changed games when he's come on, um, and he offers twice as much as what Calvin does. Um, he scored a few goals. He didn't really. When he signed, I thought it was a really good signing, a really shrewd signing, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out under Hill. Um, um, he was pretty much frozen out for most of the season, and then came back in March uh, under BBM, and we got a lot of decent performances out of him, and he was quite integral to us staying up. Um, and then I think he's sort of carried on from there when he's been fit this season. I think he's done all right. Um, but in the current climate, you can't. With, with, it's, it's it's not right to offer him a deal, really. And even even if it wasn't the situation that we're in now, he's forty-one this year. 
so there would be question marks anyway. Yeah, I think um, perhaps Albie hasn't quite lived up to expectations for you, whereas my expectations were quite low, and I think he's surpassed them. Um, but I've still not been overly impressed with him. Ryan, where do you sit on that sort of spectrum with, with Will Brown? I think he's done all right. I think there are younger, more energetic options out there than him. But I think he's done he's done well for me. I think similarly I was neutral, to be honest, when he signed. I was neither excited or gutted about it. Um, so I think he's surpassed what I thought he was going to do. But you just assume that there's going to be younger players out there who do a similar job to him. Um, but he's everything we've wanted Calvin to be. I think he's, you know, he's had games where he's not been influential, but I think his first touch in his hold-up play along the floor, and then, you know, when he came on against Newcastle, I thought he was excellent. So I think he, I think he's done okay. Um, similar to Chaff, I probably would have given him an, an extra year. Um, but yeah, um, wish him well. I hope he carries on as long as he can. Yeah, I hope he finds another club. Um, but I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I wouldn't have given him another deal if, uh, even if this situation wasn't occurring at the moment. I think um, he's done our job, but I think there's got to be better options out there. I think the thing with Wilbram, and I, I again, I said this a few weeks ago when we were talking about which players we'd like to see stay at the club. I think the moments that he does have are so um, noticeable, like the goal against Newcastle, like the brace that he got, I think it was against Shrewsbury, like that spectacular goal he scored, which I think was goal of the season last season. Um, but it, it sort of masks how little he does in other games, I think. Overall, I think the perception of him is that he, he really changes games very often, and in my opinion, it's only happened three or four times in, in the two seasons that he's been with us. Um, and that's not quite good enough, and I think that there's got to be something better out there, which hopefully we'll, we'll find out in the in the coming weeks and months. Um, Ryan, I'll uh, I'll stick with you again because I know you'll be particularly devastated that one of your favourite players has left in in Callum Camps. Um, just how gutted are you to see him go? Yeah, um, I think we'll really miss him. To be honest, I think I've said privately to a couple of people. Uh, I'm ready for the stick with this, but I think we'll miss him more than we'll miss Ian Anderson. Um, I think that you can bring strike, you know that you can bring strikers in who are going to get you ten to fifteen goals a season. Um, I believe we've done it before um, with camps. I think playing as a number ten for a full season, he gets you at least ten goals, probably at least ten assists as well. Um, so there's nobody in the squad now who does that. I don't think there are many people who do that who we could afford. So to see him go, I think he'll be missed. Um, and wish him well. I hope he um, finds a club. I can see him going to a, a League One um, sort of promotion chasing team, or even maybe a, a lower lower end Championship team. Um, I've seen a lot of Coventry fans on Twitter. Um, asking for him so it could potentially see a, a link up with Jamie Allen again um, which would be exciting for, for them in the championship I think but yeah we'll miss him it's a shame we couldn't have got money for him because um, I think another season where he could have got more goals and assists I think we could have been getting some some serious money but um, yeah I, I, I don't want to go on too much because I've done it before but we'll miss him without a doubt yeah chap I think 
um, aside from Hendo, obviously, Camps is the player that everyone was looking at this release list quite upset about, I think. Um, where do you stand on him? Obviously, he's had quite a good season, hasn't he, this time around, but is it fair to say that he hasn't quite progressed um, as, as some fans were expecting him to? Uh, I do I think it's probably fair to say that because if he had done that, he wouldn't be with us. He'd be in the championship already. Um, quite early on, he was fancied as being a player that wouldn't be with us that long um, before he made the move upwards. Um, but that being said, now that he's sort of cemented himself in the number 10 spot, he's done really well. Um, I think he's our second top goal scorer this season, probably top of the assists. Um, his range of passing is very good. He's, now that he's playing in the position he wants, he wanted to, um, he's, he's been probably our most creative midfielder. Um, I think people are a bit undecided about him because of where Keith Hill was playing him for his last two years seemed intent on playing him in a number four role, which just didn't suit him because he wasn't quick enough or energetic enough to break up play. Shouldn't have been asked to do that, really. Um, and it didn't suit him. He took so much away from his game by sticking him in front of the back four. And we didn't see the best of him. Uh, and now it seems a shame that we're going to have to go without him now that we are starting to see the best of him. Um and yeah, I'd agree. It's a it's a big disappointment that we've not got money for him. Um, we could have had money for him. He was wanted in January. Um, he was wanted in the summer. He chose both times not to go because he doesn't want to leave the northwest. Um, now that he's without a club, I wonder if that'll change slightly, uh, um, and he might have to take any good offer that comes along. Um, but I, I would think he will end up probably at a better level than what we are currently operating. Um, and yeah, I think it's a, I think it'd be a big miss. But I also think it's an opportunity for Ollie Rathbone to sort of make his, make his claim to be the bridge between the forward line and the midfield uh, with his energy and his direct running. I think he can take on that role. Um, while the likes of Aaron Morley sort of give you the, the passing range that Camps probably had. Uh, and I think we're well stocked in midfield, as we've said a couple of times on this podcast. So, yeah, losing a centre midfielder, even as good as Camps, is not going to be the end of the world when we've got so much around him. But, yeah, it's sad to see him go, I think. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned there that he could um, possibly be heading to Coventry and linking up with Jamie Allen. Uh, I think there's there's quite a lot of parallels between the two players. I think both of them um, sort of not stagnated, but didn't progress as quickly as as people were expecting um, over time at Dale. And although Camps has had a good season this season, definitely better than than the last couple. Um, I do think, on a personal note, that he could probably benefit from a change of scenery, uh, from a change of direction. I really hope that he he does go on to have a good career because I think. As a player, he definitely deserves that. He's definitely capable of doing that and in the right environment. Maybe he'll go on to be a championship player in the coming years. Uh, and over 200 appearances for us, which 
perhaps has gone under the radar a little bit just how many games he's played and he he's he's been good for a lot of that. Um I think he will be missed, um, but not as much as Ian Henderson. Um Chaff, I know you've made quite a few notes, haven't you, on uh, on the Henderson situation. So do you want to talk us through what's happened there? Because um it's been the talking point surrounding the club, hasn't it, for the last few days? Yeah, what an absolute palaver. Um it came out the release list came out and obviously Ian Henderson's on it, along with the other out of contract players. Um people myself included, everybody really absolutely gutted that he's gone. But probably understood it in the current climate. And then Ian Henderson comes out on social media and says that he found out by social media that he'd been released and it's just caused an absolute shitstorm, to be perfectly honest with you. Everybody's, um, it's, it's really disappointing to, to see Henderson come out and criticise the club and say that they weren't open and honest with him. They retracted his contract offer without his knowledge and he wanted to stay, etc. And the way it's played out has just been really, really disappointing. We've had a statement from the club today um, that basically goes against what Ian Henderson said, that Brian Barry Murphy spoke to him on the phone, which Ian Henderson said didn't happen. Or didn't mention had happened, I should say. It's slightly different. So it's a case of who do you believe? I'm inclined to believe the club over a footballer who, although he's been very, very loyal to us, uh, he's been the greatest player that we've ever had in my opinion, um, he's only ever going to look out for number one. And he's a footballer, and he, it's understandable that he does that. But I'm going to believe the club over him. Um, and I think he's left on a sour note, and I don't think that had to happen. Um, it's, yeah, it's just really disappointing how it's ended. And I think the club have got a lot to answer for as well because the PR that has gone around all this isn't good because as soon as Ian Henderson put his statement out criticising the football club the, the football club put out a tweet a talk and gesture tweet calling him a legend and like, a picture of him holding a player of the month award and like seven years and however many goals etc and it came across as a little bit pathetic and a bit reactionary. Um, and I just think the club have got to be better at public relations than what they are because they create a lot of problems that aren't necessarily there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gutted that Henderson's gone. How do you replace him? Well, we've had to replace really good players before. We've done it. Um, I don't know because it's Budgets are going to be tight and getting what we got out of Ian Anderson is going to be very, very difficult. So, yeah, I'm gutted. It's not played out very nicely in the media and, yeah, it's just very, very disappointing when I don't think it necessarily needed to be. Yeah, it's a real shame that it sort of ended this way. Um, and Ryan... Obviously, everyone knows how much of a, a legend Henderson is. Um, but just in terms of of how much we're going to miss him, 
Um, regardless of all, everything that's gone on in the last few days, I will ask for your sort of thoughts on that. But in terms of how much we're going to miss him um, and the money that he was supposedly going to cost us, could we have maybe dodged a bullet a little bit just because now we're going to probably have funds to reinvest uh, when the time comes? And obviously, he would have been the highest paid player at the club. He would have been looking for a deal that would have gone into his, his late 30s. Um, is there a little bit of us that are maybe slightly lucky to have got away with one here? Possibly. Um, I think, look, I, I said it a few weeks ago. I think you don't want to lose Ian Anderson for what he gives you. But if you were going to, I do think now is the time because I think the more we go into this period, I think the more it's going to be a buyer's market in this one. Um, and I don't think wages are going to be banded around that normally are. So, so hopefully there will be some good players out there that we can afford. But um, it's a tough one because he looks as though he could play for a long time. You know, he's fit as a fiddle. Um, has he been as influential outside the box this season as he normally has been? I don't think he has. He's still got the goals, don't get me wrong, and that's what, what you want him to do. But is that a sign that he's perhaps slowing down slightly? You don't want to, How old is he, 35? I think so, yeah. So do you want to be paying a 37, 38 year old the money that he was after? No, is the answer to that. Um, so it was a very expensive contract for someone. Yeah, he's going to break. He was going to break the record, wasn't he? There's no doubt about that. But you know, when he when he talked about three years on that same money, I struggle with that to be honest. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, we'll see with with what we end up bringing in, but. I was gutted on Friday, it floored me, even though we knew it was going to happen. I, I threw it away a bit on Thursday and I'm a bit like, we'll be fine. I looked at the positives and then it, I saw it right and it floored me a bit. Um, had a few beers, manned up a little bit and I'm sort of thinking now, I'm, yeah, you don't want to lose him, but we've lost good players before, like you said, at worst times. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it can be understated just how much of an influence Henderson has had on the team in the last few years, and I don't think any of us were doing that there. Um, I would yeah. like to give my little article about him um, on the site a little push, because uh, I think it just goes through everything that he's done for the club over the last few years. Um, but it comes back to that older days, doesn't it? That there's no player bigger than the club, and I do think that perhaps towards the end, Henderson maybe thought he was slightly bigger than, than Rochdale. Um the, the the fallout from from this news has been massive and um looking at Henderson's um statement on Facebook in light of what we've seen from the club since um phrases like the the fact that he he, he bears no grudges I think that's nonsense because I don't think he'd have made the the status and the statement otherwise um because he knew exactly what sort of reaction it was going to get from supporters and I think that's why he did it um and clearly, there's there's someone is lying here, um, and it's up to people who they want to believe. But I know um, I know which which side I believe at this at this stage, and I think most supporters now realise that um, that it's, it, there's more to it than than what Henderson's statement actually said um, the other day. Uh, but Ryan, it, it 
th- these situations, they obviously open the board up to criticism, don't they? And, and do you think maybe the supporters need to be a little bit more um, patient with the board? I mean, it's been two or three days between Henderson's statement and the board's statement today. And and in that time, a lot of fans have said things like they were going to cancel the season tickets, haven't they, and, and things like that. Do you think our fans need to stop being so reactionary sometimes? Yeah, but we've said this for years now, haven't we? You know, to see that, that statement today made me... I wasn't shocked by it. I, I never bought Henderson's statement in the first place, personally. Um, but then to see our chairman come out and say that some of the board members have received threats... Um, is just mental, to be honest. Um, I personally think the board have done a, a very good job, uh, you know, in the last year or so, um, particularly in this period of time. Um, you know, I've seen comments from people on social media, you know, slagging off the fact that we're doing the pitch. You know, why not settle with a pitch and give a contract to Ian, Ian Anderson? You know ridiculous uh, you know the pitch has been a problem for a long time needs doing the board are doing it we've got the finances in place I believe it's been done um, in instalments rather than one big lump sum which helps but it, you know it's there's a lot of short termism in football now something we never really had at Rochdale I didn't think until the last couple of years I think it stemmed from there was some upset when Mendes Lang went, which again is ridiculous because he went to play in the Premier League. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah, there's a lot of fans out there who just get on my nerves. So I can imagine what it does to this board. Um, a lot of fans, sensible fans out there with with knowledge though, who recognise that it's it's a right thing to have done, and hopefully that statement today changes a lot of fans. You know, perception of, of a board of directors who I think are doing a great job in difficult circumstances. Yeah, Chaff, um, we both criticised um, the current board at times, and you yourself there a few minutes ago were criticising um, sort of the uh, the PR surrounding this situation. But um, we've said as well that, that people are quite quick to jump on this board's back at times, aren't they? Um, where do you stand on it at the moment? Because they're coming under criticism from some sides. Some people seem willing to defend them no matter what. Um, where exactly do you stand on the board and the way that they've handled this situation aside from you know the PR things that we mentioned a few minutes ago? I think the main decisions the board have to make are generally right. I think, some, I think the way that they make some of these decisions causes the issues. But with this, with this situation, I think, I think they've made... I don't think you can make another decision. You've got no money coming in. You can't go around giving out massive contracts, three, four grand a week, three-year deals with other bonuses perhaps in his contract. You can't go giving those sorts of contracts out when we have no money coming in. We've not even got the club shop open at this moment in time. We've not unveiled the kit for next season. We've got... um, speaking to a director on Saturday and he openly told me that there were four people working at the football club at the minute and one of those is working from home. So you can't go around giving players huge contracts at the minute when there's so much uncertainty. So I think they've probably made the right decision. 
um, as gutting as it is um, in the current climate. I think it could have been done better. Um, I think Ian Anderson's got a huge part to play in that as well. He didn't need to come out and do what he did. Um, one thing, there's a, there's a lot of fans, maybe not a lot, but there's certainly a group of fans who will just jump on the board's back at any given opportunity. Um, they evidently have agendas. So for those people, you... You, the board could say that the sky is blue and they would disagree just because the board have said it. Um, but I would like to think that the majority of Rockstar fans, if there's two sides to every story, would like to see both sides before they make a decision. With this one, I probably think there's three sides. I think there's probably the club's version, there's Ian Anderson's version, and then there's the truth. We probably won't know the last bit in full, but it's... I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one, but I just I do think there are certain fans who just jump on the club's back at any given opportunity, um, and that's not to say that they've not made mistakes because they have. I've disagreed with an awful lot of what the, the, the board have done, um, or at least the way that they've done it. Like the gold bond, for example, um, I didn't disagree with the decision being made. I disagreed with finding out myself on social media, etc. And it's just. Again, it's, it's down to that PR. We're awful at it. We create so many issues where there nece- doesn't necessarily need to be one. Um, if Ryan McLaughlin or MJ Williams makes the statement that Ian Anderson made yesterday, there's a very different reaction. And people would get on their backs, I reckon. They wouldn't come out in support of the player. It is just because it's Ian Anderson that they've come out and he's the greatest player that we've ever had. He's, and that's why. And Yeah, it's, it's all very disappointing. Um, I think the board have got to learn how to talk to the fans or at least how to break news that could be negative or at least be seen as being negative. They've just got to learn how to do it better. Yeah, and that comes on the back as well of the, the shares news from the other week, which was only broken by a supporter um, in, in Chris Fitzgerald, who we had on the pod, obviously, a couple of weeks ago to talk about that. Um, it, we never heard anything from the board until after that and after um, the new shareholders had, had, had already spoken to the press as well. So um, it's something that the, that the board definitely needs to improve on. And, and on Henderson, with his, with his second career, he's obviously very savvy with social media. He's obviously very aware of the um, standing that he has among Dale supporters. And I think um, a, a lot of people were, were sort of willing to believe what he, whatever he said um, just to, to sort of further that agenda against the board, as you said. But, um, well, now that we know maybe not the whole story, but we know both sort of sides of the story, um, I, think, I think Henderson's legacy unfortunately will be tarnished a little bit because it seems like quite a bitter response to to what's happened and I don't think you can blame the club as well when you look at the situation as you were talking about there in terms of the the amount of staff that aren't working we don't know when we're going to be getting um sort of money coming through from the shop we don't know when we're going to be getting money in terms of television payments and stuff like that for next season because we don't know when the season's even going to start yet um so I think people who are, who are sort of saying 
well, Henderson's the greatest player that we've had in, in however many years, maybe forever. Well, yeah, he is, but he's not worth um, risking the future of the club for. And um, the, the the deal that, that he was reportedly asking for, perhaps could have done that. And um, it's frustrating at times, but this is this is the life of Rochdale Football Club. Um, the the board, if they're bored of making decisions that um, save the future of the club instead of making instead of taking risks that could put it under threat, then the majority of us will understand that I think and and um, support them on that, even if it means you know the devastation of losing a player that was that was so loved. Um, but it's such a shame that it's worked out this way, and especially given we have previous, don't we, with with club legends leaving the club under a bit of a cloud. So um, it's a shame, but hopefully people, as time goes by, will remember everything uh, Henderson did as a player rather than this sort of fallout towards the end. Um, I was just going to touch on a few of the loanies that have left as well with the with the season coming to an end. Um, Ryan. Uh, we mentioned that you you mentioned there before that we might miss Camps um, more than Henderson, um, in your opinion. Now, personally, I think we might miss um, Reese Norrington Davies and uh, Robert Sanchez more than Camps because I think we've got players that can fill in in midfield. But we're definitely going to have to find some uh, find some really quality players to replace those two, aren't we? Definitely, yeah. Um, what a player Sanchez has been for us. He's made some. Some mistakes, of course, he has all goalkeepers do at this level. Uh, but what a goalkeeper he's been! Um, you know, he's made some outstanding saves. His handling from crosses has been really good. Kicking his distribution, he's just been outstanding for us, really. Um, probably my favourite goalkeeper watching Rochdale. Between him and Logan in his last spell, probably. But yeah, really good. I think he'll go on to have a really good career, probably in the Championship, maybe. Maybe Premier League further down the line. Um, Norrington Davis as well. Started really well, no doubt about that. I think he's got a lot to work on defensively. But yeah, we need to replace him because we don't have a left back now. Um, but yeah, he's been a really, really good player for us. Um, you know, come up with some good, good moments for us, good. You know, marauding down my left hand side and putting crosses in, and a lot of the better goals we've scored this season have come from Norrington Davis getting down that line. So, um, been a really big player for us. Um, so yeah, both definitely need replacing, but both will have you know really good good memories of, and and yeah, I hope they go on to have have really good careers further up the the footballing pyramid. Yeah, chaff. Um... Both of those players, as Ryan says, they look like they're going to have their a uh, future higher in the game, don't they? Uh, they were both excellent throughout the season. Um, what what were your sort of thoughts in losing them? But also, we also uh, see the end of of Luke Matheson's time at the club as well, won't we? Because he'll be heading back to Wolves. Do you think there's any chance that he might return? Perhaps if he's struggling to get game time at, at Molyneux next season. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Matheson returned. If I'm honest. We're crying out for a right back. He's somebody who knows the club. He's somebody who's broken into the side um, and impressed on quite a few occasions. And I think he's only going to get better with with age as well. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get lost in the the youth system down at Wolves. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. We saw him back, and I think I'd welcome it as well. Um, 
with regards to Sanchez and Norrington Davis, Sanchez has been superb overall. Um, he's made some pretty gruesome errors, but he's also made saves that I've never seen a Rochdale goalkeeper make before. Um, and I've, I've never known a goalkeeper command his area like Sanchez does. Every ball that comes into the box, you expect Sanchez to come and get. And 99 times out of 100, he gets them. Um, I think he's been very, very good. And I don't think he's uh, he's long for this level of football. I think he's going to play at a higher level of football. Um, Norrington Davis, I'm a big fan of. I think he's been really good. Um I didn't know what to expect when we signed him because I'd obviously been at Barrow um, the season before and I was like, I, I sort of had a, I had a few reservations just purely because of that. And then 10, 15 games into the season, I'm questioning how the hell was he at Barrow because he was apt, I thought he was superb for us. Um, great crosser of the ball. Yeah, could do with um, working more defensively. Um but even then, he stepped into centre back and done all right as well. Um, we'll go on to have a career probably in the championship, I would imagine. Um, but I, I don't think there's a, I don't think we should rule out being able to get him next season if we wanted him either, because I don't see him getting into the Sheffield United side anytime soon, especially with the system that they play anyway. Um, it's, a, it's it's going to be more of a case of whether a, a side bigger than us manages to get him on loan I think but I don't know um, I wouldn't rule out going in for him again and possibly even getting him again and I'd welcome it um, we've also had Tyler Smith as well haven't we on loan from Sheffield United um, unfortunately we've not seen that much of him did manage to bag against Shrewsbury I think it was uh, and I was I was quite excited to see what else he could offer, um, but obviously the season cut short at that point before we did. But I think um, I think he'll have a, a decent future in the game as well. Yeah, Ryan, just quickly um, on Smith, there would you have him back next season? And what about Matheson as well? Do you think there's any chance he ends up back at Dale? Yeah, I think with Matheson, I think there's every chance. Um, still a young kid. He'd probably welcome it as well, I would imagine. Um, so, yeah, I can see that happening. Smith, I don't have any aversions to bringing him back. I think he did okay from what we saw. We didn't see much, like Chaff said, but um, particularly now Henderson's gone, we need someone to fill that gap. I think when he when he came in, he, when he came on, he'd go on a wing. I don't think he's a winger, is he? I think he's a striker. So, yeah, why not? Um, have him as an option up there. Um he was highly rated by quite a few people. I think um, Doncaster manager at the time, Grant McCann, was, was very complimentary of him. Um, so, yeah, why not? It's tough to say because we didn't see too much of him, but um, I think he's got a reputation that suggests he's going to have a good future. Um, and I'd welcome both of them back, if I'm honest. All of them, all four of them. Yeah, um Fingers crossed that that happens, um, especially with with Norrington Davies and Sanchez. Um, but unfortunately, I suspect they've got careers higher up in the pyramid. As for Matheson and, and Smith, 
Uh, I do I agree. I think Matheson could end up back next season. I wasn't overly impressed with Smith, if I'm honest, in the games that saw him. Just think he, the game sort of passed him by a little bit. I know he got that goal late on against Shrewsbury, maybe, which was an important goal for us. Um, but I, I think the games, other than that, uh, he didn't really affect them too much, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like rushing out to bring him back. Um, I think whatever happens, it's going to be an exciting few months once we're in a position to start bringing players in, because we are going to have to make additions in pretty much every area of the pitch. Um, hopefully, one of those players can come in and replace Ian Anderson as the next uh, legend of Rochdale AFC. Um, we'll be here to talk about that if that is the case, of course. But for now. All that's left for me to say is cheers for joining me, Chaff. That's no, well, thank you very much, Mike. And Ryan, thanks for dialing in again, mate. No, thanks again. Cheers, guys. See you next time.